Hi, everybody. Anne Louise Gittleman here once again for the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And today my guest is none other than Rebecca Wood, who is one of the stars of the holistic health movement and a personal friend. She melds traditional Chinese medical diagnostics and diet counseling with a very unusual focus, which is on facial reading. She has two magnificent books that are still in print. One is the new Whole Foods Encyclopedia, who's been in print for 37 years. And the other, which won both the Julia Child and James Beard Cookbook Awards, is The Splendid Grain. She offers an abundance of whole food recipes and core health information on her webpage. Welcome to you, Rebecca Wood. Good morning, Anne Louise. What a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, let's get right to it. How do you read your face like a book? What do you look at for the eyes, the nose, the cheeks, the chin? Tell me what you look at when you look at a person in terms of Chinese facial reading. All righty. We're looking for uniform skin color to start with. And if you'll notice, uh, newborns, very babies, very young children have pretty much a uniform skin color. Well, the cheeks are a little pink, and of course, our lips are, are a different color. But otherwise, from toe to head, we're the same, we're monochromatic, whether it's, you know, white, brown, black, you know, whatever the color is, it's the same. And as we age, as there are internal imbalances, then we look at the face and we see, ah, there's discoloration, perhaps darkness under the eyes or perhaps, um, you know, areas of white around the mouth or under the eyes or yellow or green. We can see green sometimes above the mouth. And so color irregularities are one sign of an internal imbalance and therefore it gives you a clue it's a it's a red flag or a green flag as it were that hey you know let's make some changes to diet or lifestyle to get back on track to regain our uniform skin color so that's one way we use it so i remember a book years ago rebecca and i know you're an old macrobiotic uh, fan just the way i am and the book was called you are all sanpaku and I believe it talked about seeing the three whites of the eye when you looked straight ahead at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Could you just briefly tell us what it means when you see three whites of the eye? Sure. Um, well, let's go back to the newborns again. When, when you're a newborn, you can see three whites. You can see white on either corner of the eye and also above the pupil and the iris itself. The infant is just packed with energy, enough to carry it through its whole life. And so it's almost like the iris and pupil are the sun rising. But at the end of our life, or if we've been very ill, or if we're ungrounded, if our energy isn't good, then you'll notice that the irises tend to rise up as if the sun were setting and then we can see white below the um below the iris and so there are whites on three sides but it's below now whereas normally we see just whites on two sides so if you are then if you can see 
white below, then that's just a signal that your energy is a little ungrounded. And so you reassess and you make balance and get your energy grounded again. Real simple. I, I know the book indicated that people that have the three whites of the eye uh, sometimes were meant were headed towards an early demise. I think they they talked about President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy in that regard, Marilyn Monroe, and a few other notables. So it, it is simply a sign that the body is out of balance in terms of the nervous system or may have an autoimmune illness. Oh gosh, well from Chinese medicine, it's just that the energy is is ungrounded for a number of reasons. And yes, you know, um, it can it can mean that you're totally ungrounded, you know, and let go of this body. But again, you know, we use it as a sign to say, okay, what do I need to do to rebalance? And you can do that easily. I know many people who have been Sambaku and who have made changes and who have regained that balance. And then also we need to mention, Anne Louise, that some people have eyes that tend to bulge a little bit, like Goldie Hawn, for example, and that's due, so we see white underneath her iris, but that has to do with the bulging eye and not with being Sampaku. So, uh, yeah, perhaps that's helpful. And I've got photographs on my webpage on a blog of Sampaku that, that gives you more information if, if somebody wanted to check that out. Would you share with my listening audience what your website is at this point, Rebecca? Where can people find you? At RebeccaWood.com. Simple, easy. RebeccaWood.com. I love it. So, Rebecca, when you look at somebody, and you look at somebody today, where you and I are discussing this June 2020, if you looked at somebody 10 years ago, Let's, let's say in, in 2010, would you have seen a, a great difference in terms of the trends that you're seeing now? In other words, is there a trend of health that's disturbing? Uh, you're seeing more adrenal toxicity, more kidney depletion, more liver um, necessity for cleansing. Is there anything that you can pinpoint that's happened over the past decade? Yes, I'm definitely seeing increased amounts of SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and digestive dysfunction, which has to do with, of course, liver and even adrenals and small intestine and stomach, spleen, pancreas. It's, you know, all of our systems work together, but we can, if we look at photographs in the past, 50 years or even 100 years, we see incredible differences in the mouth region, which reflects the digestive process. Uh, lips historically were uniform in size, uniform, the top lip and bottom lip were approximately the same size, and they had clear, precise borders. There was lip and there was skin, and it was a clean demarcation between the two. Whereas you look around you today in the office, on the subway, um, look in the mirror, and the odds are that the skin and lip, the border will be fuzzy, or there will be irritated skin, or the lips are discolored. 
Um, and this all is showing that there's an internal imbalance, that you're having a hard time assimilating what it is you're eating. I think that's very interesting, and that may be a reflection of lack of HCL from my own more Western perspective or the choice of poor foods. But what I look at, if I look at an old film, you know, of the, of, of the 1940s, the 1950s, I look and see how much more vital people are. I look today at some of our newer actors, and everybody has darkness under the eyes. They have puffiness under the eyes. They look toxic. What does the area under the eyes indicate to you as a facial reading expert? Well, directly under the eyes, uh, the, uh, the zone of the eyelashes, the lower eyelashes, that's more kidneys and bladder. Whereas actually on the cheekbones, then, uh, so that's going a little lower, that area reflects the colon. And if the kidneys, however, are very toxic uh, from coffee, drugs, uh, lack of sleep, then that area, uh, the darkness directly under the eyes can extend, you know, much further and even, you know, to the whole orbit, the whole eye region, you know, so for the raccoon eye type look. So, so it, typically, though, it's kidneys and colon that we read under the eyes. And I agree with you. We're seeing, oh, young children with uh, health problems that we didn't have um, in, in recent history. It's very it's, disturbing. It's and the really great thing about face reading is it's a do-it-yourself. To, if there's an imbalance, then that's just an invitation for you to make some shifts today to regain your appearance and your vitality. Yeah, I mean, it's so non-invasive in so many ways. Do you look at the size of people's ears? I've heard that the size of the earlobes uh, could be a sign of health, vitality, and long life. And do you look at the texture of the hair? Well, yes. So there's there's constitutional face reading, and in that case, then the the larger the ears, the the more vitality one was given at birth. They say it's like being born millionaire. Whereas very small ears reflect lesser groundedness and kidney energy. But you know, we can't really change our ears. That comes from our genetics and what our mother was eating when she was carrying us. So. In the work I do, I'm focusing more on what, how you read your own indicators and learn to make dietary shifts that are appropriate for you. And so with the hair texture, do you see, does that mean something to you in terms of the fineness, thinness, coarseness, curliness of the hair? Well, one of the things, uh, you know, we're, one of the obvious things is thinning, premature thinning or graying of the hair, whether you were born with thick hair or curly hair or what have you. Again, those characteristics are more genetic, as it were. But so whatever your hair, if it thins or grays prematurely, then that's an indication that you've, you're squandering your energy reserve. And so you look at specific foods and lifestyle shifts to regain your, your core energy. 
So do you make recommendations for diet? As you know, I've written 36 diet books, and I'm just wondering if the, 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 the direction of your diet recommendations include the right kind of fats, limited carbohydrates, the ability to digest the food with more digestive bitters, which are so good for the liver, and of course, the right type of carbohydrates for energy and uh, regulation of blood sugar. Are you concerned about whether the person should be a macro in this day and time? Do you veer towards keto, paleo, or one of my programs, which combines kind of the best of all three? I'm glad you asked that, uh, Anne Louise, because uh, I go along in your camp that we well, macros really dated on you know where we started the yes. decade. But low carb is what is working for the majority of people. Uh, we definitely need quality fats and quality protein and the right kind of carbs. And what I find is that that there's no cookie cutter diet for every person. There are some people who just don't do well with a specific kind of food. And so there are the general guidelines that you present so coherently. We, we thank you for your exquisite work. Um, and then it's a matter of the individual to really pay attention to how she's feeling, how that food is making her feeling feel. And is it, you know, is it delivering what she wants? and then to adjust any diet accordingly. And let's just go back a bit to digestive support. Uh, yes, uh, hydrochloric acid, uh, most people seem to need it today. And uh, if not just one tab per meal, some might need two. You know, it's variable. Bitters or digestive enzymes, these uh, supplements really seem to be necessary today for people who have compromised digestion. I, I, dis, I don't disagree one iota. I agree with you totally, Rebecca. We're so much on the same page, and I'll always remember that wonderful meal you made for me so many, so many years ago when we were living in New Mexico, and I came to visit you. I think it was for another interview, as I recall, for maybe a radio program I was doing. You made me a bowl of soup, which I still remember to this day. You are such a magnificent cook. It doesn't surprise me that you've won so many cooking awards. And I think you made some kind of home-baked bread, which I couldn't get enough of. So you obviously walk the walk, you talk the talk. And I'm wondering what your own view is, which may be part and parcel of what we're seeing in facial reading. You know, there's a trend now for people to do more juices, more fruits, more dried fruits, they're becoming more vegan. Do you see that that's a healthy trend or an unhealthy trend in terms of what people are facing as far as their lifestyle and stressors are concerned? Well, uh, you and I are in agreement that uh, low carb is what is serving people today. And that's what I see firsthand in all the clients I work with and vegan, Unfortunately, uh, you know, and juices and fruit, they're all high carb, and I, I don't recommend them. And, no, I, you know, so we, we just so appreciate that, that impulse that, that we would all prefer to be vegan, 
and let's get your gut balanced, and then you can enjoy more vegetarian staples. But the important thing is to use foods medicinally to regain your health. We have to start there. And so do you believe in the whole, in the whole concept when, when you're doing a facial reading? Do you talk about the importance still of eating by the seasons, eating cooling foods in the warmer weather, eating warming foods in the cooler weather, which I think is one of the tenets of macrobiotic cooking and eating, which I still find very applicable. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up, Anne Louise. Yes, I'm, I'm, it's so important to have a balanced meal. And, you know, I got a client yesterday sent in her diet log, and she's so proud of how healthy she's eating and, and of her good lifestyle. And I looked at her diet log for three days, and I was just, I just wept, you know. She, she calls lunch an apple and peanut butter, and it's mm. like hope. Oh, you know, and then a smoothie for breakfast, and she's wondering why she's 36 and has no energy. Uh, oh, we we so want people to eat three good meals a day, and then that gives them the energy to do what they to accomplish what they want to in the world, and that means eating according according to season, uh, not eating. Uh, it's summertime, so we're going to eat more cool, cooling foods now, more salads. But, um, oh, there's, again, so many clients that come to me who have cold extremities, who uh, whose lips are pale, almost uh, sometimes even with a blue hue. And you see 12 months of the year, they're living on mostly salads or snack foods or peanut butter or... Uh, you know, smoothies, and no wonder they're cold inside. So uh, people, people's concept of diet is just, it's so polarized today, thinking that superfoods and a few salads will serve them. And if they could just remember, you know, what, a four square meal looks like, you know, there's carbohydrate, protein, a green vegetable, a root vegetable, and most of it's cooked and easy to digest. Our diets come, our, the typical diet today is so far from what it used to be. Very, and what about the concept? I know I work with this and trying to meld it into my programs, especially in some of my earlier books. I wrote a book called Your Body Knows Best, which talks about the concept that there's no one diet that works for everybody and what worked for you when you were 25 may be very different when you're 50 and being a vegetarian for or a vegan for short periods of time to just do a cleanse and a clean out is very different than using it as a lifestyle program but i'm wondering how you would consider the whole theory of the blood type diet do you believe that that is applicable if you're an A blood type, you need to be more vegan or vegetarian, and you definitely need hydrochloric acid. If you're an O, you can tolerate a lot more protein. You need to exercise more, and the Bs and ABs are in a little category of their own. Do you find any applicability to that particular approach to eating? You know, Anne Louise, that takes into account one, it's looking at one piece of this whole incredibly complex mandala that our bodies are and it's just to create a diet from just the blood type is 
it's a piece of it, but there's so many others. So I'm I'm looking at a at a much bigger, uh, you know, a, a much more. Our bodies are so much more complex, and yeah, it has some useful information. But but don't go by that strictly. It would be is my experience with myself and all my clients. So over the years, have you recommended any particular basic? supplements when you look at somebody's facial characteristics or marks or creases or dots or breakouts or so on and so forth do you believe in supplements well yes definitely need digestive aids and oh there are so many uh there are so many supplements we do need and the place to look on your own face then is your mouth region so if it's irritated above your mouth, if there's pink skin above your lips, or if the skin is irritated or if the border is fuzzy, then that points to uh, indigestion, to SIBO, reflux. Thank you, thank you. And so you want to make sure that you're getting the digestive support well first of all you need to stop eating what it is that's irritating your gut and then get the digestive support that's going to help you assimilate what it is you're eating so digestive supplements there and then we look at the lower lip and if there are irregularities if the skin is poochy below the lip or if there's pink there's some sort of itis some sort of inflammation there and so what is it that you're putting in your system that your bowels aren't handling, that you're not assimilating? And so what do you eliminate to take care of that? And what supplements do you take to support full assimilation? So the, so the mouth has, the mouth is the gateway in many respects to the, to the kind of understanding that people need. I find that one of the most prevalent supplements as people get older, Rebecca, is still HCL. It was that way 20 years ago, and that still seems to maintain, you know, first place. And I'm also seeing so many people that have had their gallbladders removed. So I'm very fond of recommending a product that I helped create called Bile Builder, which supports bile and gallbladder function, particularly if you have a sluggish gallbladder, a congested bile, gallbladder, or if you are missing your gallbladder. So I'm seeing those two arenas as being really key in this day and age. Do you agree? I would agree with that. And also enzymes. People, uh, Some people do fine with an over-the-counter uh, enzyme, and I think it's best taken at the end of the meal. Uh, whereas others are going to need prescription uh, uh, quantities of enzymes, and your doctor would need to help you with that. But, yeah, no, if you're eating a perfect diet but not assimilating it, well, you know, <laughs> you're not going to feel well, right? So, so we do need digestive support today. Right, and I can just just put in a little... Uh, blurb with regard to enzymes. I know how important they are in the control of cancer based on the Gonzalez protocol where people are taking up to 70 to 120 
pancreatic enzymes between meals. So that obviously is exceedingly important for somebody that has a degenerative health condition, a chronic health condition, or even a situation where you're bloating, you're full of gas, you've got intermittent diarrhea and constipation. So that's a really important area to bring up. And there's so few foods that have the kind of enzymes we need because we're eating cooked foods, which are actually easier and better for our digestion. And I guess if you're cooking over a certain, I guess it's 118 degrees, as I recall, you're actually killing off enzymes. So taking a supplement, I think is incredibly important. It's just going back to the basics, isn't it? It is. It really is. So how did you get involved with face reading? I mean, I know of you as being this this wonderful, wise cookbook author, award-winning to, to say the, the very least. And you got involved with, with Chinese facial reading. So tell me how that occurred. Well, in, in the in the late 60s, I studied with Michio Kushi, and that's when I was macrobiotic, and he taught face reading. I went on to study oriental medicine, exactly the first school of acupuncture taught in English, uh, and, and then applied, took that basic information and, and applied it to diet, my diet counseling business and working with clients. So, so you know, someone's wanting to get pregnant and is having, you know, fertility issues. And so how do we uh, support her diet so she can realize her goals? Or, you know, someone else, oh, a client today just sent in photos. She has a, a dark blue line. Uh, her lips, it looks like they're outlined with the blue. And uh, in her case, she's needing adrenal support. So how do we how do we support her adrenals? So uh, it just seemed logical to me to combine both of them, and and it's fascinating, and I'm continually learning and uh, delighted to share my information with others. So here, this will be my last question because I want people to contact you at RebeccaWood.com, and you're able to give a consultation based upon photographs. Am I? Am I? How does that work? Let let's, let me describe. You describe that, and then I'll ask my final question. Sure. So, uh, well, I have a couple different programs. I've got uh, you can uh, you can um, do a free mini, send your photo, and fill out a form. And I'll I'll respond and and give you you know uh, some, some some information specific to your concern, or you can purchase a, a comprehensive face reading report, and you fill out your intake, send photos, and uh, then I would send you a report detailing what lifestyle and diet shifts and the reason why. I'm suggesting them and pointing out I annotate the face with, with little numbers and, and cues and then uh, you'd make those changes and watch those facial indicators shift. Then a month later you send in your new photo and your new intake and, and it's so exciting. And Louise, it's so much fun to see how faces can shift so quickly and uh, you know, say, wow, this is great. Look, you're doing this and this and this, and I can see from your diet that that your lips have more color today. Mm -hmm. So that means, yes, you know, this is working in that way, but I see still a little, 
you know, no improvement in this area. So I can suggest that they make a shift there with this enzyme or with that, you know, with that lifestyle, whatever it is. And we just see the changes happen just like that. It's just, it's magical. It's, it's wonderful. So, so you're reading the, you're reading your face like a book. It is the outward expression of what is going on internally with the various organs and systems. Correct. Uh, our faces are a map that, if you know how to read it, clearly reflects what's going on inside. And if there's an internal imbalance, then there's going to be a color or a tone or um, a texture uh, irregularity that appears on the face, typically the mouth region, but also the eye region. Or, for example, if there are menstrual problems, it's going to show up more on the chin or along the sides of the nose. So you just know what region of the face to look for. And then in one case, the irregularity will be blue with little bumps, you know, and in another case, it'll be, uh, you know, irritated skin or, or where today I'm seeing just a lot of um, melasma and, uh, uh, you know, skin darkening or, or loss of pigment um, and where that occurs is going to give us some information. So my other, I have two questions that just popped into my head. I, I have a lot of clients that talk about these little red dots, Pitachi, I think they're called, or Pedici. Could you explain what the prevalence of that is and what that might indicate? Well, okay, from from oriental medicine, uh, the little red dots are broken blood veins, and so uh, it can be multiple causes. You know, there, it could be, um, oh gosh, it, it could be an autoimmune condition, it could be a reaction to medications, what have you, but whenever there's an irregularity with the blood vessels, it typically has to do with the function of the digestive system and and the blood isn't contained as it were and so we have varicose veins or, or another person it might manifest as hemorrhoids or little spider veins on the nose or you know in your neighbor it might manifest as these little red spots you've described so however it manifests what we're going to do is look at what underlies the problem and support, in this case, the digestion, the spleen, so that the veins are going to have more tone versus be more apt to swell, enlarge, or break into those little red spots. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And it's just becoming so much more common, so much more common. Yes. So in, in that same vein, pun intended, People are also concerned about skin tags. We're seeing a lot of people as they get older start to sport these skin tags. What would that indicate to you? Oh gosh, that's uh, that's more a colon issue, uh, and so probably you're going to see irregularities on the lower lip uh, that go along with those skin tags. And ideally, if our lifestyle's right, if our diet's right, if we've got the right diet support, then what we eat is going to be absorbed. What we can't absorb is going to be excreted. 
and our bowels will be healthy and our skin will be healthy because the skin is uh, a complementary organ to the colon and lungs in Chinese medicine. So if we're getting rid of our toxins through normal channels, it's not going to come out of the skin <laughs> in little pads or or um, or loss of uh, or discoloration or uh, uh, rashes or other things. So it's all about digestion. See, when they talked about health and death beginning in the colon, there was really some truth to that, wasn't there? It, it's it's the, the GI tract. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's critical. Absolutely critical. And I think people have to get a little higher up. I think the tummy is where it all starts. And that lack and that persistent lack of the, the hydrochloric acid, which is so prevalent in, in today's day and age. So I'm so glad that you spoke about that. Is there anything that I didn't cover that you'd like to complete with, Rebecca? Oh, gosh, Anne-Louise. Uh, let's see. We just want, we so want everyone to feel their best. And there's so little in our culture today that supports our taking time to eat really well, to eat balanced meals, to, uh, to, to sit at the table and enjoy them. You know, some of us tend to eat on the run or, or skip a meal. And so, so I'm going to speak for both of us in behalf. Let's just imagine everyone today taking time to really deeply nurture themselves with, with foods they enjoy, with foods that please them, and with foods that give them the energy they need to, to live their life to the fullest. This is what we wish for for everyone. What a blessing. You have been a blessing. And I'm going to suggest that everybody picks up your classic new whole foods encyclopedia i refer to it to this day rebecca you have melded much of what you've discussed today with some of the chinese medicine uh lifestyle and dietary suggestions all about foods and it really has been so very helpful in so much of my writing so i have to personally thank you for that oh, thank you thank you now, everybody, you have just listened to Rebecca Wood on the mysteries and magic of Chinese facial reading. You can find more out about this at RebeccaWood.com. And I want to thank you all for listening to us today on the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And on that note, I'll wish you a wonderful week, a wonderful rest of the year. And I God bless all and every one of you, each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And thank you again, Rebecca.